I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about looking at your ex's losses. Very important. This is a lot more important than you guys would realize. Today we're going to go into the deep end of the pool. Sometimes we talk about easy stuff. Today we're going to look at some really yeah. difficult stuff, but it's important that you get a better understanding of this because you know, we are dating or in relationships with people that have a history, they have a past, and a lot of times they have had a lot of trauma in their life, abuse, neglect, and almost everybody has had losses at yes, some point. Absolutely. So we're going to look at this, and we've got a really complicated situation email today that we thought would be good to point out some of those things, right? This is a rather extreme case, but it's very clear. Sometimes the extreme cases can help bring out a lot of right. Um, topics, yep. right? So I like them sometimes. Um, this was from a coaching I did um, from somebody that was in their early to mid 20s. The couple was the same age and they dated for about six months, okay? So, um, I'm going to read the email and I'll give you a little bit of background as we go too. Um, so, the woman in the scenario, this is a guy's email coaching from me, and the woman in this situation had two children that she gave up for adoption. Margaret will go into some thoughts about that, but she had her mom pass away at 15 years old. So you can imagine how traumatizing that would be. And her father remarried an American. Okay, so they um, weren't originally from America, they were from Europe. Okay, at least she was. And so uh, dad came over here. Now, she was raped twice and had one child as a product of that rape. Margaret, you want to talk about that for a minute, what happens to situations like this? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, the information is sketchy, but from how you can begin to put, to put it together, she lost her mom when she was only 15, which is terribly early to lose your mom. So we will assume she was left kind of not knowing what in heaven's name to do with herself. Yeah. It sounds like her life continued on and you don't know how she was raped. You don't know if she was raped, you know, in a public... By like a boyfriend or some yeah, a stranger. I'm, I'm going to surmise it was a boyfriend. Actually, I do think he said it was a boyfriend yeah. later on. And I think she ended up living with the boyfriend, if I'm correct about that. Mm -hmm. um, and she had two children. Um, one, one by the rape and one, I gather not, that was much more her choice. It sounded to me like she... She, this young kid, and this young boyfriend were living together, and that perhaps they could not take care of these two children. But already she has lost her mother, 
She's gotten with a boyfriend. We don't really know how well he treated her. Probably not well. Well, if he raped yeah. her and, you know, yeah. got or her pregnant. Or somebody did and mm -hmm. got her pregnant, right. Um, and then she loses two kids. So now she's already lost mother, two kids, and boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Okay? And she's 19 by this time, I think. Yes. Right? She's That's 19. Right. And we don't know a lot about all the circumstances. Yeah. But for a 19-year-old, probably whose life is still in an uproar, totally traumatized by the loss of her mother. Her father came to America. She lost the boyfriend. She lost the two babies. I don't know how she's still walking around. There would be no way to deal with this emotionally um, unless you got intense help immediately. Okay? It's extremely overwhelming for oh, anybody. Beyond all belief. Um, being raped, number one, can all but ruin somebody's life. Um, uh, the other losses added to it, and the loss of the two children, all the mixed feelings about the rape, all the anger she must have, all the hurt she must have. And the guilt. And, and sure, the guilt, because the kids were adopted from her, it sounds like. It doesn't sound to me like she volunteered, like maybe this they couldn't take care of them and this happened would be my best guess. Mm -hmm. But that's only a guess. Now, you've also... I'm sure worked with women that have had children product Absolutely of a rape. Absolutely product of a rape. Can you talk about that? Yes, I can. It's a very awful situation for a woman to be to be in. It happens more frequently than we know. Um, you'd be surprised how many men in the prison system reported to me that they were the product of rape. Okay? So you can see the kind of dysfunction that kind of goes along with it. But I've seen several families where there was a, a child in the family who was the product of an uncle or a grandfather. Unfortunately, the first thing the family does is try to hide the, act, the family's secret. Um, and so nobody is ever told the truth. And when the kid is brought up in the family, mm -hmm. everybody kind of treats them like walking sin because they know and the child doesn't. Yeah. Okay? It's an absolutely unbearable and awful way to be. It would be a very difficult truth to tell somebody, but the truth is always better than a lie. Okay? This kid will probably grow up thinking he's a terrible person or she's a terrible person when in fact none of what happened was their fault. All they did was be born and they didn't get a vote in that process. Yeah. Okay? Uh, for a mother to have to carry a child for this nine months that she was terribly traumatized in making, did not choose, is enough to make her absolutely kind of try to lose consciousness. I would almost say she'd have to try and dissociate. And by that I mean she'd have to find a way to push this out of her head so that she could even walk around for a day um, and manage to function at all. Yeah, I can't even imagine yeah. what it would be like to think that something horrific happened to me that created this life inside right. of me. That, yeah, that you I would, had no you, control. You would be reminded of it, of the, the rape every single every day. Every single day, every time you looked at that child. There are certainly children who are the product of rape, um, you know, who, who mother will t who tell you, I can't love this child, I cannot bond with, bond with this child. And that's certainly understandable. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but I did child welfare work for a long time. So I saw a lot of situations where there were rapes and births um, by rape. Um, 
and all sorts of crazy things that happened in the aftermath. And these children tended to have really crazy names. They were named bizarre names. Jack Daniels is the one that comes to mind because I had two or three cases where this child was named Jack Daniels. And that's kind of a joke, possibly an in-joke between, you know, whoever the mother and the father are. But you could count on a really bizarre name to the point where in one of the places where I worked, where we'd had several of these cases, if we got a kid with a really bizarre name, we took another look to be sure that we didn't have that somewhere in the case. Hmm. Okay? It's almost like you're, because they haven't really talked about it, they're right. unconsciously yeah. naming the event. Absolutely. Jack Daniels yes. was the event. Jim Beam is another friend, um, but really crazy names like that you'd find. Um, and it, it was almost like, almost a kind of strange signal. Um, like, you want to know how this baby happened? Yeah. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is how this baby happened. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there were some other favorites, but that's the one that comes back to me quickly. It happens more commonly than anybody knows. Um, and I can again say later in my career, I mean, I did the foster care and so forth early in my career. Later in my career, when I worked at a place that um, only did sexual abuse, mm -hmm. um, we would get the families who were coming in right after the abuse was reported. We came across many grandfathers and uncles who had repeated who had raped three generations of cousins and would occasionally admit that there were a couple of kids in there that were really theirs. Um, and for a woman, it is beyond uh, extreme. It is beyond extreme. Certainly, women who have been in that position have made suicide attempts. Some have made successful suicides. Um, if women can stay along, alive long enough after this, there is a way, there is a way to treat it, there is a way to become healthy. But it would take years. This poor 23-year-old, um, if you figure it takes a year to grieve someone under normal circumstances, sometimes more than a year, but you know, most major religions give you a year. Um, the Jews do an unveiling, the Catholics have an anniversary mass, about a year is the time that's allotted for grieving. She has mother, two children, boyfriend, and it goes on for her, okay? Um, so I would fear for her that she will have a difficult life. She would need help immediately, if not sooner. Yep. Okay? And that the horror is really beyond, almost beyond belief. Um, so obviously this woman has been through so much at a very young, very age. young age. And so that is going to be directly related to her ability to stay in any kind to of relationship. And to stay in a relationship. Yeah. You can imagine the emotional turmoil she's experiencing every single day. Every single, and now she's going to be with her dad, and we have no idea what that means for her. Whether he was there for her, whether he wasn't, what happened? So let's, we'll move on with the story, but I think that was a lot of good info that you guys will benefit from. Um, now, she said to him that the biggest two problems in the relationship were was his memory and communication. So obviously I'm looking way past that and I'm thinking, first of all, well, his memory is probably bad because he's got a lot of anxiety 
and communication probably has to do with his anxiety as well. And what would either one of them know about communication? If you've grown up in that series of overwhelming events, it would be like being knocked down by waves, and every time you got up, you got knocked down again. Um, when has she had a chance to learn or even think about communication? Of course, yeah. So, when talking about the breakup, he said she recently moved countries to live with her dad in Alabama. He's in Iowa. We met twice physically. She left the uh, Europe with him and was becoming emotionally unstable and stressing out. I think she already was emotionally unstable because of all the trauma. I'm, I'm confused. They met each other physically in Europe twice or here or all told? I think that um, they only met each other physically t uh, twice. Wow. Right? And they, they were together for long distance for about six months. Okay? But he, we, we suspect that English might not be his first right. language and yeah. that's why it was a little confusing here. But there were some good things yeah. that we thought would be helpful for you guys. That's why we picked this one. Uh, she told me the reason was because she needed to work on herself and figure out who she is. Now, a lot of people give that as a reason for a breakup with this situation. You obviously know she has been through a lot and she does need to figure out that stuff. She really means it. She means <laughs> it like few other people. Okay. He said, the day of the breakup, I agreed with it and was calm and warned her that I had sent a letter out that morning beforehand. So he sent her a handwritten letter and he warned her about it. Yeah. I made the mistake of suggesting to be friends. He says, I hadn't watched any videos yet. The next day, I was emotionally unstable when she reached out trying to be friendly. I eventually told her I can't handle it and that I was heading to bed. So you can see this guy's got a lot of anxiety and he doesn't know well, how to... He's overwhelmed by the content, too. Yeah. We're much older and used to talking with issues like this. But this guy is only in his mid-twenties, and he's confronting all of this extremely difficult material that most of us would go eek at. Exactly. The next day, I reached out to see if she was okay, and she was drinking. Now, we put in parentheses, she doesn't drink. Apparently, that day she did. The following morning, she sends me a song that makes a lot of references to what we used to say. And when I reply, telling her it's okay, and I was still there for her, she ignored it. Until the next day, and said it wasn't supposed to mean anything, where she said she was deleting social media because she hated seeing me online and not talking to her. Mm. So she's going through a lot, she's confused. Yeah, and she so, misses him. Yeah. I talked her out of it in a phone call and told me how her day has been bad and how she wants to go back to Europe. She can't, and that's its own story. I asked her for her new American number and she told me no and gave me her email instead. So she was setting a boundary with him there. She obviously felt, yeah. if I give him my number, he's yeah. just going to keep reaching out. When she messages me saying that my letter arrived and it's overwhelming her, we end up on the phone and she tells me she loves me and misses me. I asked her to come back and she said, what if I do it again?
like leave or make it necessary to him. leave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who I am anymore, and I can't be with someone if I don't know what I want. And I think that is just a tiny bit of what's going on within her. Right. Right? That's just a small bit. Based on everything Margaret said, you have a much clearer picture. I asked her if she needed some help, and she told me no. The next day, I sent a video trying to help, and she says to stop trying to pry into his or her life. Yeah, he's trying to be helpful, but he's overwhelming her. Yeah, yeah. and it's only going to make her angry. Right. I apologize and say I was just trying to help. She said, I'm just being overwhelmed, and she removed me from everything and told me she wanted me out of her life. At that point, I think she was just... She, she just didn't know what to do. Yeah, she couldn't handle it anymore. That was the last message for five weeks. Um, in the middle of April, she reached out saying, this is a one-off message, where she apologized and said it was unfair and that she hopes I'm okay and continues to do well. But from the phone number, she refused to give me. So, um, I think what he's trying to say there is, she said, I'm just telling you this one thing. I'm not wanting to continue communication, but I am sorry. This uh, wasn't fair for you. And yeah. I think she genuinely cares about him. They sound like they care about each other. Yeah. Um, but she still didn't want to give him the phone number. Her father paid for her plane ticket here when she called him crying asking if he would give her money for a plane ticket to come live with me. He said no and bought her a plane ticket to him. I had a trip planned to see her, so we both left Europe at 6 a.m. on separate planes. Oh my, he must have felt terrible. She must have felt confused. So she gets a trip back to the United States, but not to her boyfriend, to her dad. Yeah. Oh, God. So he's on one plane and she's on the other. I'm the first person she's opened up to, and the time we spent together was amazing. She always made me feel loved and appreciated, and I think that's why he is really hurting over her. I do, too. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that he hasn't had a lot in his life. Neither has she. Yeah, yeah. but that's why he's still yeah. really hurting over her. And told her father that her feelings got stronger after we met. So he says from December to February, she would call him crying because I lived so far away. Oh my. So he wants to know what he can do to try and get her back. Obviously, this is an extremely difficult situation with a woman who has been through massive amount of trauma and losses, and she's in no kind of place emotionally to do a relationship. No. However, he does care about her. That much is true. Let me think out loud for a minute here. Okay. Um, he can encourage her that he's in Iowa, she's in... Alabama. Alabama. He can encourage her to go and talk with someone, anyone that she can get to. Uh, any counselor, a clergyman, anybody. She needs to talk to somebody. The problem is she cut him off 
deleted him on all the social media and said, I don't want you in my life. Right, but she can still contact him. That's right. If so, she contacts yeah. you, then you can say, you can say I care him. about you, yeah. I wish you the best, and I wish I could be there for you, but I understand you don't want me in your life right now. Yeah. I do hope you get some help for all the horrible things that have happened to you. Yeah. They weren't your fault. Yep. Yeah. Make every effort you can to find somebody to talk to. Yeah. She needs it. Yeah. She's not in any kind of place to do a learn. But to his credit, I like his ability to be sympathetic with her, mm -hmm. to understand the magnitude of her trauma. I give him all the credit in the world for that. But what he needs to know is that when he reaches out, she's so fragile, it doesn't feel like an outstretched hand. It's a, it feels like one more thing she can't deal with. So he's doing well to let her contact him when she's ready and when she can. That's right. And she might not be ready. She's got too much going on emotionally that she can't deal with one other thing being far away from you and maybe even being in a relationship with you. Um, that she has to choose right. to come back to you and try and work it out with you. But I understand his frustration. He cares about her and he keeps reaching out and she keeps telling him to get lost and he's probably hurt. Yeah. But it's not, a f it's not his fault. It's not her fault. Um, but like I said, if you just think about grieving three deaths, that's overwhelming enough. And then you add the other material this poor woman has. Um, she will probably do therapy over her lifetime on the installment plan. She'll do a little bit when she can, and then she won't have the money or won't have the time or won't have the wherewithal, but she'll probably have a few episodes, and eventually we hope that she can enjoy her life. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's not her fault that no. these horrible things happened to her, and she's left bearing the burden of all these traumas yep. and you know you have to just accept that she doesn't want you in her life right now it hurts yep. but you have to accept it um, you tried forcing yourself and it made her angry and resentful and cut you off right. it probably made her feel guilty she probably also can't take a whole lot of closeness you'll notice that no close relationship she's ever had to our knowledge, has worked out. Not parents, not partners, not children. Yep. So she doesn't understand close real well. So distance, buddy, if you really care, give her space. Yeah. I do think that he has a lot of anxiety. Yes, I do. And too. he probably doesn't have good emotional self-control. I think he tried to say that. Yeah. And that's something that you absolutely can work on, regardless of what happens with her. Um, you need to put yourself in a better position to handle your emotions and deal with people coming in and out of your life. It's not easy to do. No, it's not. And let's remember the, the magnitude of the material here. We're talking about losing parents, parents and children being separated, people having terrible losses. That makes us anxious, too. Yep. Yep. Uh, rape and, and oh, the children. God, yeah. And so, you know, it's... Not fair. Right. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to her. But, you know, it's an incredibly difficult and complicated situation that's not as simple as, what do I do to get them back? Right. Right? I mean, that's just not the reality of it. No. Until she heals and works through some issues, 
She's not going to be ready for anybody. It's not just you. And you don't know what her life is like out there either. It could be good. It could be awful. Exactly. So um, hopefully this situation was helpful for a lot of you guys to see a lot of things, a lot of topics that we don't normally cover. Right. Um, that's one of the reasons that I thought it would be good um, because I think there are a lot of issues here that are going on that probably are affecting a lot of you out there. Oh yes, these, is these issues unfortunately happen more often than you hear. Margaret has tremendous experience with situations like this. So if you have something like this sure. that deals with pregnancy involving Absolutely. a rape or children yeah. of that sort, um, you know, I highly recommend her as a resource for you. Of course, when you want to get our help coaching, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Like I said, Margaret is here for Skype coaching. Yes, feel free to sign up with me. I can get you in pretty quickly. Just cl click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.